Kyle Wright has a much-needed great performance on Wednesday as the Atlanta Braves take care of the Philadelphia Phillies and go ahead and clinch that series up in Philadelphia in a big division series that it was. We'll talk about that. Also, the offense getting the job done. Matt Olson continuing to hit doubles. And a Freddie Freeman saga that just does not want to end. We'll talk about all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So, let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of a Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. Make sure you're subscribed to the Lockdown Sports Atlanta YouTube page, where you can also get the postcast with me and Grant McCauley. And as for me, I am Jacob Mastriani. I am your host of Lockdown Braves. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves, where you can be part of the conversation. Send in any questions, comments, feedback that you may have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Hit that like button. Hit that notification bell. Really does help out the show a ton. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. On today's Thursday edition of the Lockdown Braves podcast, we'll be talking about Wednesday's game. Big win that it was. Great performance from Kyle Wright. Matt Olson continuing to hit doubles. Bottom of the lineup getting it done. And then we'll give you some news updates on some injured players, including Ronald Acuna Jr. Talk about a Freddie Freeman situation that just doesn't seem to want to go away and preview a Thursday's game as the Braves look to go for a sweep in Philadelphia. But starting with Wednesday's game, the Braves take a 4-1 to Victory over the Philadelphia Phillies, going ahead and clinching that series. Ties them for the most wins in a calendar month since 2009. Uh, they are 21-5 and five on the month. Uh, they pick up another game on the Mets, who lost to the Astros on Wednesday. So the Braves are now just three games back of the New York Mets in the NL East, which is just crazy to think. They were 10 and a half games back, you know, no more than a month ago. So... The ground they've made up over the month of June is just absolutely incredible. It's something that honestly, you know, needed to happen. I think they've done even better than many of us thought they would do. But it's something that had to happen, need to happen for them to get back in this NLS, NL East race. I had a lot of you asking me, you know, what what needs to happen for you to feel comfortable with the Braves to still be able to win this division, you know, where they were a month ago. And I said, you know, get within five games by – the end of July. Well, they're already done that. Obviously, things could change between now and the end of July, but they at least in a month's time put themselves back in this race. And again, with 15 games left head to head with the New York Mets. So they are certainly right there in the NL East discussion. On Wednesday, big game for Kyle Wright. And I talked about it yesterday, previewing that game. Kyle Wright's been more of a four ERA pitcher since the month of April. Still been giving the Braves plenty of length and doing a good job in the rotation, but not necessarily the top of the rotation arm that he was early on in the season. So this was a, a big game for him. 
especially after giving up double-digit hits in the last two outings. And he came out and he performed really well on Wednesday against Philadelphia, a lineup you know without Bryce Harper, but still a very good lineup, powerful lineup, top to bottom. His final line, seven innings, three hits, three walks, one earned, and four strikeouts. And two of those walks you could say were perhaps unintentional. Intentional walks twice. He, he walked Bryson Stott, the number eight hitter, with two outs to get to the number nine hitter and got out of the both of those innings. So you could say that it worked out. So, again, perhaps those were some unintentional, intentional walks. I, I feel confident that he could have gotten Bryson, start, uh, Bryson Stott just as easily as Mickey Moniak. But either way, he did walk three batters on the evening, but only allowed three hits. The only run he gave up was a solo home home run and pitch seven innings only through 98 pitches so rather efficient as well i thought the phillies hitters were much more aggressive on this night than they were the night before against charlie morton now at this point kyle wright in the season he's gone at least six innings and 11 of 15 starts so what i talked about earlier he has done a great job at giving the braves a ton of length even in these games where he's given up a lot of hits he's been able to battle through it and give them length again just showing the maturation process of Kyle Wright from where he was a couple years ago where he would be out of these games in the third fourth inning and certainly not making it through five innings like he has only once this year has he not made it five innings and that was a four and two-thirds inning start so I really love what we're getting from Kyle Wright the evolution of him as a pitcher and the length that he is giving them each time he takes the mound is certainly great particularly on Thursday night Look, it wasn't the most overly dominating start for Kyle Wright. Just nine swings and misses, only 10 called strikes. Again, I thought the Phillies hitters were, were very aggressive, and part of that is because Kyle Wright was attacking the strike zone and getting ahead of hitters and then having them swing at his pitch, which was creating a lot of weak contact, just an 87.5-mile-per-hour exit velocity against. That's very low for Kyle Wright, and particularly on his curveball, he had an average X velocity against of 79.5 miles per hour on seven curveballs put in play. So, again, great job of getting ahead of counts, being able to go to a secondary stuff and creating weak contact, getting them to swing at pitches you know, out of the zone or, or just on the edges of the zone. Did get a couple of lineouts uh, that helped, but for the most part, uh, he was mainly just creating, generating weak contact all night long. So, and it's outstanding outing by him, one that was much needed. Again, after a couple of, of rough outings his last time, couple of times out. Um, so I love this from Kyle Wright. Hopefully it's something to kind of get him going again and set him up for a, a good run of, of success here. After Kyle Wright leaves the game, he, and he leaves the game you know, with a uh, four-to-one lead, Jesse Chavez comes in and gets the eighth inning and – this just kind of blew my mind, the fact that here we are with one of the best bullpens in all of baseball, and it's Jesse Chavez getting the call in the eighth inning against the top of the Phillies order in a three-one in a three-run game. And look, Jesse Chavez has been great since he's come over, and it's clear to say that Alex Anthopoulos won another trade here because Sean Newcomb's already been DFA'd by the Cubs, and Jesse Chavez has an ERA close to one since coming over and joining the Atlanta Braves. Still, I thought it was a bit of a bold decision to put him in in the eighth inning in a three-run game against the top of the Phillies order. But he, once again, as he has has since being with the Braves, 
at least the second time around, he has delivered. And he struck out the side, did give up a single in there, but held things down in the eighth inning, again, against the top of their order. Uh, so I just thought that was really interesting and shows the confidence that Snicker has in Jesse Chavez right now. Again, I, I don't know that you want to live with that, but it certainly worked out on this night. And then Will Smith gets the opportunity for the save this time around with Mentor getting that opportunity. And Tuesday's game, Will Smith comes in, thought he did a, a great job. I thought he looked really good in that ninth inning, shutting it down. No drama there at all. The Braves seal the 4-1 to victory and go ahead and clinch the series in Philadelphia. So great job by the pitching on this night. Great job by the pitching in this series, again, against a very good Phillies lineup and a ballpark that is conducive for home runs and offense. I think the Braves pitching has done outstanding job in these first two games, and it's the reason that they've clinched this series already with one left to go. But they did have to score some runs, and we'll talk about that next. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com today slash locked on MLB. Help support the show. That's lockedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Someone who's been doing their job is Matt Olson, and he continues to really heat up at the plate with the extra base hits. Had two more doubles on Wednesday, giving him 31 on the season, on pace for 64 on the year. I mean, he is just continuing to do great things at the top of the Braves lineup. I know he's not maybe getting the home run, and it's just crazy to me that I see fans complaining about the fact that he hasn't been hitting the long ball and he's been doing that a little bit more lately as well. But the doubles, I mean, he just continues to rack up the extra base hits, just crushing balls in the gap. Had exit velocities of 110.6 and 107.8 on his two doubles Wednesday night. That gives him five balls hit over 100 miles per hour in the last two games. I certainly think he loves hitting in that ballpark in Philadelphia. But great to see Matt Olson going, starting to square up some baseballs. Hopefully he's about to go on a really hot streak. Um, I know average doesn't tell the whole story, but I don't think he's a 250 hitter as he has been over the past month or so. Would love to see him get that average back up around 270, 275, you know, and continuing to, to find the long ball, which I think is going to continue to come. I still think he's going to hit 30 home runs this season. But the doubles, I mean, he is just on a record pace right now with those doubles it's great to see and again hopefully matt olsen's about to heat up here and really get going but outside of matt olsen it was the bottom of the order that got things done for the atlanta braves on a wednesday night william Contreras two for four with an rbi adam duvall a solo home run also drove in another run on a ground out where he beat out a double play good hustle by him 
Phil Gosselin, one for four with a run scored. Michael Harris, one for three with an RBI. Overall, the six through nine hitters had five hits, scored two runs, and drove in all four of the Braves' runs on Wednesday night. So the bottom of the order, certainly getting it done on a night where Swanson and Riley weren't a factor at all. Dansby Swanson over four with three strikeouts in this game. I hate to even bring it up, but Swanson's been hot for so long, and history tells us that he's going to be a hot and cold type player. So, again, it's a very small sample size with something to keep an eye on with Dansby. Uh, he hasn't really been packing up the hits. And, again, small sample size. We're talking two or three games here. But certainly something to keep an eye on if he does, you know, start to cool off. May need to move him around in the lineup a little bit. And hopefully Ron Acuna Jr. is coming back soon as well. But And, and Dansby did sting a ball on Tuesday night right at the first baseman. Would have been a, a big RBI hit late in the game. So, certainly not concerned there. Just something to keep an eye on. Riley as well, you know, 0 for 3 with a walk, but he did put put three balls in play that were hit 100 miles per hour or harder. A little bit of bad luck, a little bit of just missing getting on top of the baseball. You know, I had somebody in on comments on YouTube, you know, asked me, are are you concerned about Austin Riley? Not concerned about Austin Riley in the slightest. Still has a slugging percentage of 500. You look at his uh, baseball savant page, it looks just like it did last year. Um, Just, you know, I thought he probably was a little bit, Lucky last year, knew there's probably going to be a little bit of decline. He's still somebody that's going to strike out a lot, somebody who's going to chase a lot. But when he hits the ball, he's usually hitting it really hard. He's still doing that this year, and he'll find more holes throughout the season. So I'm not worried about Austin Riley in the slightest. Um, Braves were two for six with runners in scoring position, just four left on base. Not a ton of opportunities there, but they took advantage of the ones that they got, and that's why they were able to come away with the victory. So some great clutch hitting there, particularly from Contreras, who looks like he could be an all-star um, with him being second in the NL voting for the designated hitter and Bryce Harper being number one. And Bryce Harper obviously is now injured out with a broken thumb. So we could see William Contreras get a start in the all-star game and his brother Wilson is number one among catchers right now. So could be a very interesting all-star game with those two brothers for, possibly getting a start but William Contreras back in the lineup like I said two hits had a a clutch hit to score the first run of the game for the Braves and then Michael Harris as well a big clutch two out RBI late in the game to add to the lead get a big insurance run also stole second base to set up Dansby for an RBI situation there as well so he continues to make an impact obviously what he does in the field but at the plate as well and I thought this was a night where the offense would would do more. I mean, they did enough what they needed to do and got a great performance from Kyle Wright. But Ranger Suarez, I mean, he was over 50 pitches through three innings. I'm thinking he doesn't even make it through five. Credit to him for sticking around, getting in until the seventh inning. I talked about the strategy with this Phillies team is get the starter out of there as quickly as possible and then go to work on that bullpen. And the Braves just weren't able to do that. They weren't able to put Ranger Suarez away until that seventh inning where maybe you left him in just a little bit too long. So credit to Ranger Suarez. Uh, again, I thought this was a night where the offense might score seven, eight runs. Weren't able to do that, but because they got the great pitching from Kyle Wright, they were able to get enough and get the victory. And then finally, I know this is a Braves podcast, but if you're a fan of a baseball, a fan of prospects, I think you had to be happy for Mark Appel and what he was able to do and making his big league debut, got his first strikeout. Thanks to Adam Duvall for just sitting there watching that fastball down the middle for strike three. 
number one overall pick in 2013, you know, just injuries, you know, battling all of that, just really an incredible comeback story. So if you're not familiar with that and you weren't aware of it on Wednesday, a really cool journey for Mark Appel to be able to come back, you know, such high expectations, really never reached those ceilings, had a ton of injuries that set him back. And then here he is, you know, nearly 10 years later, at the age of 31, making his big league debut. Certainly was a great story there and a great moment for Mark Appel, getting that first major league appearance and his first big league strikeout. So love those types of stories in baseball. All right, next, got a lot of news I want to get to, including some stuff about Freddie Freeman and some injury updates on Acuna, Matzik, Rosario, and then obviously set you up for Thursday's game as the Braves look to take a sweep of the series in Philadelphia. We'll talk about that next. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free sports card investor app has something for you. And I absolutely love this app. I love baseball cards. You can see I got a couple behind me here. Uh, I love this app and what it does for you. You can just go and search for uh, whatever player you're looking at, whether it's a card that you have and you want to see how much it's worth or it's a card you're thinking about investing in, a prospect card you're thinking about investing in. And they will give you a list of those cards, some recent cards that were sold and how much they sold for. They can do seven-day, 30-day uh, comparisons there. It really is a great app, one that I use. You know, I'm curious. I have a Michael Harris signed rookie uh, first Bowman, and I wanted to see how much it's worth. I can go to the Sports Card Investor app, look that up. It'll tell me what the current value is of that card. So certainly love this. You can do this with old cards as well. You have any old cards, you can go look that up. They have uh, over 630,000 cards, and they're ad aver adding hundreds uh, each week. So a ton of cards to search for there. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with their eBay deals feature. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. And do us a favor. It helps out the show a ton. Go to sportscardinvestorapp.com slash locked on so they know that we sent you over there. That's sport car Sports Card Investor dot com backslash locked on again you love sports cards you got to have this app so go get the sports card investor app today betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's nhl playoffs and major league baseball betonline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information including live betting esports and scores and betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So I really don't want to keep talking about this, but I feel like I, I need to mention it and at least briefly talk about it. You want to discuss it further, we can do so in the comments, either on Twitter or on YouTube. But this Freddie Freeman situation is just so bizarre, and it's one that doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. Obviously, you're all familiar or mostly familiar with the situation of Freddie Freeman, and you know clearly it wasn't able to work out a contract agreement with the Atlanta Braves, who then pivoted to Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers. And again, we talked about it, him coming back last weekend. It's evident he wanted to be with Atlanta. He's sad he's not with Atlanta. He was shocked that it didn't work out. 
And then rumors started to circulate that Freddie Freeman was breaking ways with his agent. And I think a lot of us thought, why didn't that happen sooner? Because I think most of us understand that while some of the blame is certainly on Freddie Freeman for not taking more control of his negotiations, a lot of the blame goes on the agent and the ultimatum that he gave Alex Anthopoulos and the way that he handled those negotiations. So I think a lot of us felt from the very beginning that Freddie Freeman should have cut ties with his agent for the way that he handled those negotiations. But it seemed like there was more that developed this past weekend when Freddie returned to Atlanta. Why this only was found out now, why he made this decision now, I don't know. There was a tweet from Doug Gottlieb on Wednesday basically stating that Casey Close, Freeman's agent, never let Freddie know about the final offer from the Braves. And an article on SI said that offer was a six-year deal for $140 million, which is the first time I've heard of an offer from the Braves for six years. Either way, that is a pretty, pretty big statement to make from Doug Gottlieb, who I was just confused from the beginning why he is making or breaking MLB news story. I never knew he was so in tune with what's going on in Major League Baseball. I don't really listen to the Doug Gottlieb show, but that to me at first was just confusing that he was the one that broke that information. Then you have Excel Agency coming out saying that's completely false. It's really just created this huge drama. There's hashtags going on for, you know, cancel Freddie's contract, whatever. Look, I, I hate it for Freddie Freeman. And, and if this is the way it went down, I certainly hate it for him. I feel for him. And just the way that he reacted and the emotions that he has, I feel like some of this is, is probably true in the fact that he just was not aware of a lot of what was going on. He felt like he was really uh, done poorly by his agency. Bottom line, Freddie Freeman's not coming back to Atlanta. What's done is done, and that's not going to happen. So all these hashtags, you know, bring Freddie back to Atlanta. You can stop that. It's not happening. Like, I feel like he should have his contract voided if that's what he wants with how things went down. But again, that's not going to happen either. You you entered a contract with somebody. They're not just going to avoid that. So what's done is done. I hate it for Freddie Freeman, but it's just this never-ending saga right now for him. And we just keep getting more details every day. It really is just absolutely crazy. But I want to move on from this. I hope the Braves want to move on from this. I think Matt Olson's ready to move on from this, and it looks like it with the way that he is playing lately. Freddie is gone. I love Freddie Freeman. I'll always love Freddie Freeman. He is gone. Again, my heart goes out to him. I hate the way things turned out for him. I know how badly he wanted to be in Atlanta and be part of this organization and have that Chipper Jones-type legacy. Didn't work out, and what's done is done, and it's time for all parties to move on. All right, some injury updates. Tyler Matzik did finally get to have his rehab outing. Didn't get to play on Tuesday because of the rain, but pitched on Wednesday. One inning, no hits, no walks, no earn, and two strikeouts. Very good outing for him. Probably need two, maybe three more before he returns. Uh, still think maybe we see him this weekend, but probably by early next week. Eddie Rosario, two for four, two doubles, two runs batted in, and a walk on Wednesday night as well for Gwinnett. So great game for Eddie Rosario, who I think he can be back early next week as well. And then an update on Ronald Acuna. Uh, Brian Snicker said he's made a lot of progress and he will join the team in Philly on Thursday, but not sure if he'll play. I think they'll likely wait until the Cincinnati series, but nonetheless, good news for Ronald uh, and hopefully he will be back soon. 
On Thursday, it'll be Ian Anderson versus Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola's been very good. going to be a very tough game for the Braves, and hopefully Ian Anderson can match him and the Braves can sweep this series, but will be a good pitching matchup. Game starts a little earlier, so make sure that you are aware of that. That'll do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 